Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Respectfully Disagree. So, we've been talking a lot about Ted Lasso for some reason and how it's a show that very uniquely um, shows what are the positives of being nice and how niceness can actually lead to you being um, even professionally successful. But even if you haven't watched the show, right, there have been a lot of debates and conversations around the idea of niceness and whether it really pays to be nice. So, today we're going to discuss exactly that. And to start off with, I actually wanted to ask everybody about the negative reputation of niceness, especially in pop culture. It's always viewed with suspicion or it's seen as something that uh, isn't exactly admirable or aspirational. Why do we think that is? This is Shushri, your host, by the way. Hi, I'm Shruti. And yeah, essentially, most of my dating life, I've avoided nice people because of (laughs) the narrative in your head that it won't be the relationship will not be really fun or quote unquote interesting. But uh, that's both like a a psychological perspective to it, but there's also a pop culture perspective to it because pop culture shows people like what was that guy, Ted Mosby in How I Met Your Mother and like even like a crowd favorite character of George and Grey's Anatomy never really like getting ahead or quote-unquote getting the girl or you know succeeding in what they want to be by being nice the nice best friend never gets ahead hey it's carla um i think when you ask that question trishy we have to interrogate what we mean by nice so i think the way generally that that what you're describing truthfully plays out that you know that there's a character that is portrayed as being too nice and therefore not getting ahead i usually read that person's sort of problem as a character as not being assertive, like not being able to assert themselves in a situation or like prioritize themselves in a particular situation or speak up or have a voice, right? So these are all things that to me are not necessarily tied to niceness. They don't really have anything to do with being nice. Um, So I don't know if I necessarily agree that pop culture tells us anything about niceness, except perhaps that so much pop culture has glorified the antithesis of niceness, right? Like, what is one of the biggest, like, movies of, you know, our generation that we reference all the time? Mean Girls. It's called, it's literally called Mean Girls, right? So that glorification of, like, meanness as something that, like, makes people popular, I think is, like, I find that more pervasive. Hi, this is Rohita, and I also think um, pop culture tends to blur the distinction between niceness and kindness and there is a big distinction because niceness can often be a performance not often it can end up being a performance a lot of the time uh, because it's about what you say and like what you do with your face and like your facial expressions and like (laughs) just it's about like politeness and it can be like a bit manipulative that way and um, the way pop culture also depicts it with the nice guy trope is it makes niceness very transactional. Like you have to be nice because you expect something in return. Uh, but then that's just that. But then it's equated with kindness because the understanding is that because somebody is kind, they deserve kindness in return. But like there is a difference between niceness and kindness. 
actually even psychologically all that someone defines niceness as is agreeability and uh, politeness in a lot of situations and being kind actually shows that you particularly care about something like you show the the care you feel is how a lot of um, discussions in psychology forums about niceness and kindness go but i wonder if it's like you know so how does that differentiate it from like basic decency basic decency asks that you are polite and considerate and uh, agreeable i'm not sure if agreeable is uh, i think the cinching word is agreeable because just because someone is agreeable it doesn't necessarily mean that they can they're assertive like carla said so agreeability seems to define niceness in most definitions and and i have like a huge problem with agreeability like cuz what is agreeability in like in in indian culture for example is deeply problematic especially for women so i don't know if um we look at niceness from that perspective at all but i think that's the thing right like shruti i feel like not just in pop, like that's the whole thing about niceness is that it's inherently performative i guess that like and and only a certain kind of person is seen as nice more broadly when we're talking about does it pay to be nice it of course pays to be nice in the context of like agreeing adhering to all of the rules and dressing a certain way and like respecting your elders in indian society probably you get more cash on the festivals or whatever like that's the most basic uh and silly example but it does pay to be nice in that way and i think that's where people are suspicious of niceness in general i guess it's not just pop culture but in life right like you're suspicious of the person who's like supremely overtly out there being nice and trying to achieve that label of being nice because you're like something is up with this person there's something beneath the surface at least that's how I see it. I think just to clarify it cuz I'm also confused like when is niceness a bad thing and when is it a good thing? So can we all like maybe throw situations at each other from like pop culture of specific instances of people being nice and whether we think that's like good or bad? So there are four friends, one of them has a baby and the other three friends don't have children and they uh would like to spend time with their fourth friend so they tell her that like hey it's it'll be really nice if you spend time with us as a friend and not as a mother uh but also are trying to be considerate of the fact that she just had a baby is that nice or not nice that's really not nice the way you described it <laughs> what about someone who constantly goes to give a grief family food all the time like three times a day going and giving someone food because they're grieving would you think that's nice or not nice might be annoying but it's nice it seems like a very performative form of <laughs> niceness especially if the person has an ask for it so i think it can be quite annoying and like self enhancing is it nice if a doctor commits some sort of insurance fraud to save someone who is their friend yeah 100% meredith like risked her license for this 
Oh my god, the Grey's Anatomy references. <laughs> okay, my uh, the nice guy trope, which is like in different ways, it's there in different pop culture. Like the person who steps back and doesn't go ahead and pursue the person they they're in love with because they're like, you know, she's in a relationship that's better for her, and I'm not good for her. Is that nice or not? <laughs> that's just terrible self-esteem. I don't think it's about nice at all. It's not like, nice. If you like, yeah. But that does bring me to like, you know, uh, and uh, a question about this concept of niceness and agreeability. Like, um, you know, like what if, how much of niceness, uh, the non-annoying kind, do we also link to assertion? Uh, and there are people who are nice and who are sweet to you, but don't necessarily know how to assert themselves. But like in those situations, I don't know, how would we respond to something like that? Is that annoying? Do they get ahead? Do they, 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 they are often the people who get overlooked at parties. No one really talks to them. Uh, but sometimes that just might be a result of social anxiety. So I don't, I don't really know if, uh, Assertion can be used as a metric on like, like the niceness of dismissing the niceness. I actually think uh, the opposite is also true. Like for people with social anxiety, like you mentioned, um, they're not necessarily always perceived to be too nice or too agreeable. Like if uh, I'm speaking from personal experience, but like there are of course times when I am perceived to be extremely nice and agreeable, but then there are times when, you know, I'm not, when I'm greeting somebody, I don't greet them with like a smile or like do the socially appropriate thing. And then it comes across as being standoffish and mean, actually, when I'm not uh, intending to be that way. So I don't think there's such a strong link between agreeability and, and niceness and social anxiety, like you were talking about. Because yeah, like, Niceness at the end of the day is a performance and for people who can't do the performance, uh, they are not perceived to be very nice uh, in the beginning. And Rohita, I don't know. I think I, whenever I encounter people who are always nice, it makes me suspicious. <laughs> like it makes me wonder what's under there that they're not saying or like what are they, you know, they must be thinking something that they're just holding back because it feels not human to always have that like veneer of agreeability, right? And to never have a moment when let's say you feel anxious or you don't feel quite, you know, you don't feel like you can put on the social face or you don't, you know, you sort of don't agree with everything that's happening around you. So, okay, I think we've talked a lot about like niceness and what's wrong with like the way in which we glorify, I mean, why we attach negative connotations to it, right? But let's flip this and talk about meanness and why we glorify like, Whatever it is that the opposite of nice is, and there are a lot of archetypes of that that we do glorify. Like, where does this idea come from that if you are able to deliver the mean quips and if you are like a mean person or an asshole, you're somehow like a cool person and one who's going to get ahead in life? Um, again, I feel like there's roots in pop culture to that. We see a lot of bosses portrayed like, say even the whole movie about horrible bosses and uh, we see Devil Wears Prada where you see someone who's 
super mean and super successful and we find Meryl Streep very like inspirational also like aspirational like you can hate her but she is fly as hell in the movie right I mean as a character so there are lots of lots of pop culture things that that tell you that in order to get ahead the world is manipulative the world is is a difficult place to be so in order to navigate a difficult place you need to quote unquote toughen up but toughening up doesn't necessarily mean being a terrible person to someone else right that's something that nuance we don't usually see in pop culture but that's one origin to mean is equal to successful I also think there's another level over there where it's like who who gets to be mean there's already an archetype there where if you're looking at high school movies it's always like the jock who's like tall hunky strong masculine white cis het um these are the people who get to be who are already in occupying a position of relative power over everybody else like this is literally the most privileged person in that space and then like if you're talking about Meryl Streep it's the same like she's already like this this powerful sassy white woman in a position of power so who gets to be mean is already that's meanness as a characteristic is already ascribed to somebody that we aspire to be um whereas the people who are nice to them it's like who is nice is also a question of power because these are the people who maybe niceness is all is not always like reciprocal is what i mean to say like the the characters who who are t- typically mean um they don't have to be nice whereas everybody has to be nice to them it's like some people are owed niceness where they can be uh mean themselves if that makes sense but basically there is there is something else underlying who gets to be mean and who gets to be nice that makes sense but uh i mean going back to the whole idea of do you have to be mean to get ahead sort of a thing like what is the reward that people expect out of meanness you think like why are people mean essentially i think you have to be i mean the perception goes that you have to be mean to your competitors but nice to your bosses so it's like um that's i guess where it's it comes from the sense that you need to be mean to get ahead they don't mean like be mean to everybody you can't be mean to everybody to get ahead so it's like the strategic use of niceness and meanness it according to the person i also think that back to that idea of assertiveness um and sort of prioritizing oneself in certain situations i think that that gets linked to this idea this like hyper competitive mean per, you know this mean personality who wants to trample all over others and treat others poorly and i i think again like to me those two things are completely separate they frequently get lumped together in pop culture characters but i think being assertive is a positive quality right and knowing when to assert your own boundaries and knowing when to put yourself first and knowing how to take care of yourself in certain situations again all positive things they don't necessarily need to be linked to wanting to trample on other people or putting down other people um and so i don't know why we assume that like if you're doing something good for yourself you're automatically being bad to other people because those two things can exist completely separately and there's also like uh this gendered connotation to that where if like women 
are assertive, they are seen to be mean, actually, whereas assertiveness is the norm uh, otherwise. Um, so that's a really interesting point. Right. And Rohita, it really bothers me that like when, you know, we when you describe a woman as nice, it's a compliment. When you describe a man as nice, it's kind of a bit of a put down, right? Like it almost emasculates him in a way. I don't even know how to say it, but it's it's not really a compliment. And when you call a woman opinionated or assertive, it's almost always something negative. Yeah, that's where the nice guys finish last thing keeps coming up, right? Like, because it does emasculate them. Um, and it's weird because in Indian families, uh, women are sort of taught to be agreeable all the time with everyone in order to preserve uh, family values or like the status of the family, which which is the antithesis of like, like in a way, you know, they weaponize the niceness or weaponize niceness as a quality to preserve the unit's image, which is the opposite of like what we've been saying here in terms of how meanness is rewarded but if you look at it like in a very complex way Indian families ask women to be agreeable and nice uh, to preserve you know family face but what the action that they're doing by enforcing that is actually super mean so uh, that in itself is a reward right the fact that people perceive you to be a really respectable family because all the women in your family behave well and are agreeable uh the 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 action of conforming them the mean action of conforming that behavior acts as a reward for the family have i converted everybody successfully to my position that calling somebody nice is actually not a compliment (laughs) i think uh Again, going back to what I said earlier, I value kindness as an attribute in people and not necessarily niceness. Because I think if somebody is kind, it, it comes through in their actions and in what they say and do, which can be nice. It can also be not, it can just be neutral. But like I, the, the driving impulse behind that is something that shows. Whereas that the same doesn't necessarily apply to niceness. Like you can, somebody can be nice, but they don't necessarily have kindness in them they're they're not coming at it from a place of good intentions it's not from uh not necessarily good-hearted but it's so weird like you know in schools we've all grown up like at least in indian schools we've all grown up we've grown up with uh moral education and in moral education classes they always talk to you about be polite be agreeable be and uh, be nice, be a good person and a good child. And uh, it's always reinforced that like, if that's the behavior that you emulate as you grow older, then you will be rewarded uh, handsomely by life and the universe. But uh, as we grow older, like we realize that the values of agreeability uh, that you've been taught are the things that keep you from uh, gaining the rewards that you want. Like because nobody has ever succeeded in their ambitions by agreeing to everything someone says. 
right? It's always the people who've gone against the grain in some way and did something who are the ones who who succeeded at their goals, right? Um, so, but like it's crazy that the moral education that is still being taught is that it equates like being a good person to to constantly being agreeable. So I don't know. I don't know what what kind of lessons we're supposed to take away from that. In fact, I think uh, the kind of lessons we learn growing up about why it's important to be nice is actually a lesson in conformity and not challenging the status quo. So if you chance if you translate it into politics and social justice, um, niceness is essentially uh, being compliant and and not. Uh, doing anything about any kind of situation whereas uh, any kind of like social justice politics or any anything uh, comes from a place of of wanting things to be better and that comes from a place of kindness and, and having compassion for other people but if you're just constantly nice all the time it's not going to get anyone anywhere it hasn't gotten anyone anywhere uh, just being nice uh, you know in the broader sense of the term so also like uh, if you look at studies, there was like a Harvard review study that talked about like kindness in the workplace actually where if you are exhibiting radical acts of kindness, say like, you know, uh, one example is, uh, you know, having each other's backs and sort of not outing someone's mistake and actually figuring it out a way to fix that internally I don't know one example they give in the review was like if kindness becomes the norms and it has the uh, a spillover effect that can multiply so it doesn't necessarily mean that they are nice to each other uh, the study says that they are nice to people outside of that circle and it can actually have a viral effect quote-unquote to, to quote the study. Yeah, and I think that the notion of radical kindness is like about embracing vulnerability and like not framing, you know, strength as coming from being aggressive or, you know, be putting other people down or, you know, all of those things that we sort of associate with a hyper competitive, you know, mean one person gets ahead and leaves everyone in their dust kind of society. And I think that there's something really, really powerful about holding up a version of strength that is that, that glorifies vulnerability and that glorifies kindness and glorifies being like open and good to people around you as like the ultimate, you know, the sort of ultimate aspiration for how we should be. I think this is the first RD when, where Rohita and I have completely agreed. <laughs> so yeah, on, on that note where we agree to question that what really is niceness and how radical kindness can be the way ahead. See you again next time. <laughs> <laughs>